a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening, and welcome back to this month's edition of The Ability to Speak Does Not Make You Intelligent. The Ability to Speak Does Not Make You Intelligent. On this month, we have Mr. Jack Pittman back on the podcast. Jack, how are you doing? Doing great. Happy to be back on. Happy to have you. And then on for the first time, we have Clayton Morris. Clayton, how are you doing? Doing good. How are y'all? Doing well, doing well. Uh, happy to have you on. So since this is your first time on, Clayton, I'm going to ask that you give a quick profile of yourself, which I do for every time I have a new guest on. So if you would give me your favorite movie, your favorite character, favorite TV show, if you could have a lightsaber, what color would it be? Cool. Favorite movie, Empire Strikes Back. Favorite character, I'm going with Kylo Ren. Strong. Are we doing TV show next? Yes. TV show. I'm gonna go if we're doing the cartoons too. I'm going for Clone Wars, and then Excellent. lightsaber color. I'm gonna go with green. Green's always been the coolest to me. Strong, dude. Having Kylo as a favorite character is is pretty ballsy. Could you could you say. speak to that a little bit? Yeah, you know what? That mostly falls down to Adam Driver. I okay. love Adam Driver as a character. I think he was done slightly dirty in Episode Nine. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, everything I saw from him before, I think that. Regardless of what you think about those movies and what I think about those movies, I thought that he was the one to consistently put those movies on his back. And so I, I think that alone kind of warrants his favorite character, my favorite character of him. But besides that, I thought his relationship with his dad was really interesting. Him as a character who was manipulated from, you know, a kid essentially into mm-hmm. what he is now. It's a parallel to Anakin, but I think it was handled in a way that made him his own character. So yeah. I know it's a ballsy choice, but I'm sticking with that. Hey, man, I respect it. I was just I was just curious because I don't think I've ever had someone say a character from the sequels that was their favorite character. So, so I respect yeah. it, though, because Kylo is probably my favorite character from the sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I completely agree that that he was done very dirty. I think that he should have been the one to survive instead of Rey in, in episode nine. But that's Wait. that's a little off off to- topic oh what are you saying jack uh, I, I was just thinking back on the uh adam driver kylo ren snl skit do you know what i'm talking about the, where, see uh, it's it, it's like, stuff like, like that like but i can't use stuff like that to explain why he's my favorite you know <laughs> but like at the same time it definitely plays into it are y'all so talking about the undercover, driver. undercover yeah, boss undercover yeah. boss that's absolutely <laughs> fantastic i mean hey that, that i think that that's a great justification for having him be your favorite character um but anyways i appreciate that thank you for that clayton um without further ado let's dive into i have spoken i have spoken Alrighty, so we're going to be reviewing a couple different things today so first off we're going to be talking about uh, our thoughts on the skywalker saga video game uh next and then next we'll talk about our thoughts on the book of boba with uh some time to having some time to reflect on the show for a couple months now so um but yeah, have y'all been playing Skywalker Saga? What do y'all think so far? Um, so I, when I bought it, I was ripping it for like days on end. I probably logged, I mean, I can't even count how many hours, but I immediately played all the movies. Yes, sir. And that was awesome. Like 
the the levels are just so fun and they're similar enough to the old games to have that like nostalgia for me yeah. but then also super fresh and genuinely i i don't want to say thought provoking because it's a lego game like the levels <laughs> are easy but uh I don't know, man. It was just a blast. But since then, I've been going through uh, the different, uh, I don't know, I forgot what they're called, but like the side quests to unlock all the characters. Yeah. And at first I was having a lot of fun with them, but I don't know. It's it's kind of gotten repetitive and a little bit boring. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have like started the side quest, but I just hate the one, uh, the, the side quest where it's like, oh, you have to go retrieve this object from this planet and then fly it back. And then you've got to go yeah. to another planet now. And it's just like, finding things and i don't know no, that's it very doesn't do fair. It for me. no i agree i can talk about that but clayton do you have anything you want to say well i was gonna say it's kind of disappointing you say that jack because i've heard i'm not done with all the movies yet but i have heard everything outside of the movies is where the game really shines so if you're not really enjoying that a lot ooh. but i will say about the game itself it came out or when i started playing it i was just right in the middle of elden ring so it was hard for me to jump back and forth between the two games. And I love yeah. both of them. Uh, but Elden Ring, as I got further in that game, I'm like, oh, this, I, I, can't, I can't lose my focus. I'm going to start getting bad again. And I was just <laughs> in the groove of that. But even though I haven't finished Lego Star, War, Lego Star Wars, uh, I agree with Jack, though. It's a breath of fresh air. I mean, they completely revamped the you know, gameplay. Uh, there's a couple things I think gets super repetitive within the stories. One specific thing that comes to mind when I say repetitive, every time you use R2 to unlock something, you have to do that spin. You know what I'm talking about? That little yes. spin. Yeah. It's not a puzzle. I'm like, <laughs> if it was different every time, you know, if you had to use your brain to do it, I know it's a game for kids, but it's like, it, at some point it just gets annoying. I'm like, please just do it like the old Lego games where I just use R2, he unlocks something, I go yeah. into a place. But no, besides that, I mean, that's that's seriously the one thing I could think of. I think uh, everything else from how they've revamped it to more of a traditional third-person, you know, shooter at times when you have characters mm -hmm. with lasers or you have Jedi characters and you can actually pull off combos, that's yep. awesome. Most definitely. Yeah, no, and I honestly, at, at first, I really liked the R2-D2 thing, so it was kind of like, it was like, oh, cool, like, it, that felt pretty immersive, but I completely agree. Once you're on like your third movie and you're still having to do that, then it's like, okay, like just just get me through this door and let, let me let me continue. But Jack, I actually I, I I very much agree with you, and it's it's pretty unfortunate because I finished the movies first pretty quickly uh, within like the first week of having the game, and I had to kind of take a break because I wanted to focus on school finishing out the year strong but i kind of came back and did a few of the side quests and it was really fun initially especially getting to unlock new characters but um but i completely agree they they get to be kind of the same and i keep accidentally completing missions without actually like knowing what they are like i just find kyber bricks and then they like yeah. uh, like i don't even know like is I, I i apparently you don't even need to be given these missions to get them but like um, my favorite part of the game so, like that I've just been having a lot of fun with has been like the space battle aspect of it where I just travel to random planets and then join the space battles or fight the capital ships and stuff like that. And that's been where I've been finding the most enjoyment out of it and just kind of how I break up all of the open world aspects of it so that I don't get too burnt out on that too quickly. Um, but how, how's 
been y'all's experience with that so far? Well, I was going to say, aren't the space battles awesome? Yeah. Like that, that caught me yeah. so off guard at first. I mean, I think it's when the game first starts and you're playing Phantom Menace, but it like it lets you actually control the ship mm-hmm. that's yeah. supposed to be the ambassador ship. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They actually have some in-depth you know, space flight. Let's hope there's some combat. And then there was. I was like, this feels like I'm playing Battlefront. Exactly. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really I felt fun. that way too. Um, yeah, but I, I, the space battle, uh, the space battles have definitely been my favorite open world part of the game, and it, it's super satisfying when you like complete. Uh, this has only happened one or two times, but I've completed some like space mission on accident, and then I just unlock a character. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. no, it's super fun. And my my favorite of the battles. Have you fought any capital ships yet, Jack? Okay, I was going to ask you about that. I have not. I, I don't even know. Like I didn't re- even realize that that was a part of the game. Okay, so Wait, if what, you spend... what was the question? So th- have you fought any capital ships like outside of planets and stuff? Mm, okay, no. Okay, so this is a super fun thing. So they're like, depending on what planet you're outside of, if it's like a planet from the prequels, original trilogy, or sequels, you could have a different capital ship that comes out and you have to fight it. And if it's the first time you fight it, then you have to like overtake it. Anytime after that, you're just trying to like dismantle it. But um, you could either fight a Trade Federation battleship, a Super Star Destroyer, or a First Order Star Destroyer. And essentially, like you just have to take it down yourself. And then once you do, if it's the first time, you have to go inside of it and like take out everybody inside um, and complete like a little mission. And then you unlock it to be purchased. But they just, I don't really know how you get them to show up, but um, you just kind of, I, I spent a lot of time up in that, like the open space area outside of planets, just trying to get the Kyber Comet, get the Stud Comet, get like any characters that I need, fight a space battle or two. And then one tends to show up more often than not. Um, so I don't really know how how you can make that happen more intentionally but but th- that's been my favorite part about doing it just kind of taking down a star destroyer single-handedly is a is a pretty satisfying feeling but but yeah that so cool. I, I, yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead no no you got I, I was just gonna say i was watching someone else play and they uh it looked like they were able to fly around the death star so maybe that's that's yeah. what they did the Death I'm Star assuming. is one that you can unlock, so it's not one that you can like that just shows up. But I okay. think that I, I saw that somewhere, but I didn't have like I was in the middle of another mission. It was on Endor, I think. You can unlock the second Death Star. Um, but uh, but yeah, those are all you can buy them for. However many, um, I think it's like five million studs a piece. Okay, um, I was yeah. thinking because if the capital ships just fly into where you are. That how cool it'd be if the Death Star just flow into your open space yeah. area and you just fight it again, take that'd it over. Be, that'd be really dope. I don't know if that's that'd the case, um, but yeah, that'd be really sick. Jack, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, like you just said, all of, all of these capital ships uh, are super expensive, and just if you are just now starting the game, any of the listeners, it is worth it, in my opinion, after you complete all the movies to just grind it out bite the bullet and get fully stud multiplied out yes sir i completely agree and i was about to say that um because yeah i'm are you maxed out i'm maxed out yeah yeah so am i um and i like i went from like i don't know like i i'd used up all of my funds 
to buy that last multiplier because it costs like 384 million um, studs. And then I was at like over a billion within like the next mission that I played. So, yeah. um, so like it's, it's pretty awesome. And Jack, one thing I forgot to say, if you're bored, I don't know, have you already hundred percent at all the levels or no, I haven't. I, I, so I thought in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to go and unlock all the characters first. Yeah. And then I just got kind of bored with that. And I, I've been, I've been playing other games since that that's fair. Um, but I would recommend like how I like split up doing all the open world stuff just to kind of keep it a little fresh is like sprinkle in a couple story levels and do like free play try to get all the mini kits try to get all the true jedis and stuff like that and then fight a couple space battles then go back to a planet and try to try to unlock some characters there so i'd recommend that if you're getting kind of bored of the game but at the same time i can completely understand why because the open world concept is really really cool i think it would be way more enjoyable if they still had the customizable character feature um just because then you can like it's you like walking around all these planets and you can go to like coruscant if you want to and stuff like that i think that that would make it a lot more interesting but it is what it is i will say i was um, super disappointed when i googled can you make a customizable character in this game because no, I, I mean i don't want to say that was the best part of the classic lego games but it was yeah. definitely a fun part no so yeah, that's, that's awesome. maybe maybe they'll save it for a paid dlc down the line I know that'd be super cool, and that's another. Yeah. Thing. Do y'all have the DLCs, or have y'all yeah. just played the game straight up? Yeah, uh, I do yeah. not. But I'm thinking if I finish the movies and get bored, I'll I'll decide whether it's worth it to shell out the money. That's fair. I I just got the uh, I got the deluxe edition whenever it first came out, so I've just been they've been rolling in, uh, been rolling in since I've started playing. But I will say my favorite characters to play have been ahsoka have you played with ahsoka yet jack i know you haven't been playing recently but i i have not and uh actually i have a funny story about why i ended up getting the dlc okay and, uh, to, to answer that question my, my character who i uh roam around the galaxy with almost exclusively is mando okay yeah character but um anyway yeah i initially did not buy the dlc and then i was completing a level on tatooine and uh, the level required beating the crate dragon. I don't know if you've done that. Yeah, I quest. But I, I was about to do it, and I was like, okay, I mean, I've got to get the DLC and get Mando to, to defeat the crate dragon. I mean, there's no that's other way. Fair. So That's fair. I got to say, I mean, yeah, that was to get, that's the mission to get Yaddle, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I actually, I didn't use Mando. I used Mace Windu because he's my favorite character. And I was like, I want to see Mace Windu take down a crate dragon. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, th those kind of levels that are more unique are really, really fun. Like, yeah, the crate Dragon one, I can't think of any others. But, um, but yeah, no, most definitely. Do y'all have any final thoughts or do y'all want to get into the bread and butter of this episode? Um, I just have... Oh, sorry. No, go sorry. Ahead. I feel like I keep cutting you off. No, you go first this time. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I was just going to ask, what what is y'all's favorite movie, like, as far as the game? Like what, what is, what was the most fun? That's a great question. I think, so I'll, I'll counter your question with a, a, a smaller question is where did y'all start? Did y'all start on the prequels or did y'all start in the originals? I started prequels. Same. Yeah. Okay. I started originals. And 
so getting just because I kind of I knew that I was gonna like the lightsaber combat a lot more than than the blaster combat, and I figured I would get a lot more of that in the prequel. So I wanted to kind of save that and get blaster mechanics down. But episode five, fighting Vader for the first time, kind of having that first really good bout of lightsaber combat was super super fun for me. So I and I'd say episode five was a really well done, well rounded level or story in general because i feel like a lot of the the movies were kind of rushed especially in the prequels and like you get a lot of weird amounts of detail in the uh in the sequels so that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way as a prequels fan but um that being said i also really liked revenge of the sith but it's also my favorite movie so i don't know about y'all uh as far as the most fun. I always thought the prequels made for more fun games. And that's yeah. just because the contents within the prequels, you know, story aside. Because, I mean, I agree. Some of the, I, you don't play a Lego game for an in-depth story. But at the same time, just certain stuff like Anakin falling to the dark side and stuff. I'm like, oh, y'all didn't want to give this a little bit more attention. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you know, the lightsaber combat, just destroying all those droids, the locations. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of things about the prequels are very fun, so... I would say I had the most fun with episode three. What about you, Jack? So, uh, like you, Jono, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite movie, and I, I went in. I went to the. I went into that movie super excited. I thought episode three was a little bit rushed in the game, which yeah was pretty disappointing. But um, uh, and, and I thought that about all the prequels. I think of the prequels, episode two was the most fun. Yeah, but, I would agree. After after playing through the prequels, I went into uh, episode four and was blown away. I, I think oh, episode yeah. four is the most fun movie in the game. It, it was really good, and it's really it has a good pace to it. Mm-hmm. It's got like good like because you start out on the tent of four, which is very reminiscent of like uh, complete the complete saga game. But then you also have fun levels that are kind of new to the game, like whenever you're trying to get the Millennium Falcon up and running and you're having to fight Stormtroopers and do all the tasks and stuff. So, uh, yeah, man, completely agree. I think that it's really, really fun. Um, but, oh, another f- cool thing. I really like that the uh, the characters in the prequels are voiced by their Clone Wars counterparts. Mm-hmm. Y'all noticed that? That was super cool to me. I thought I'm a huge cool. fan of that. Yes, sir. Yeah, no. I mean, the awesome. way they were doing Lego games, I know because they did this for Lego Force Awakens, they would just use sound bites from the movie mostly. Mm, I think that if yeah. they needed it, they would fill it in with voice actors, but it always came off as a little bit clunky to me. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just having like Matt Lanter and them doing Anakin, just having original voice lines, it kind of added to the jokes too. Exactly. So I was like, they yeah. can say, you know, they can add new lines to the game. So that was, sense, that was refreshing to me. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And yeah, I was a little skeptical about having them have like actual voices just because I i haven't played any games past. Um, well, I guess I played the Clone Wars Lego Star Wars game, but I also like the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah, it is a great game. The one that I'm most familiar with is the complete saga where there's no dialogue. Um, so I was like, oh, man, I figure I would just flip on mumble mode. But I think that they did a really good job with all the voice acting. So I think that it really adds to the game. So now I actually have one more thought. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they really killed it with with uh, little details like that. Mm-hmm. And another example is, uh, so if you leave Anakin Skywalker idle, he his lightsaber will turn red, and then he'll like kind of shake it, and then it'll turn back blue. Yeah, 
yeah man like little yeah little details like that are so fun um and yeah they're, they're like unique lines of dialogue for like certain characters like like if you have like anakin and mace windu together anakin will like ask for the rank of master and mace windu will just say like no and stuff like that it's like just funny stuff like that where it's just like they, they put a lot of thought into this game and it's it's really fun to see um and so yeah no completely agree uh any final thoughts or do y'all want to go into boba i think i'm good yeah i'm ready good 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 all righty uh well who wants to start because i know boba book of boba finished airing back in february i've followed every single episode as it came out on this podcast but i haven't done too much reflection of it after the fact where like i've kind of taken some time to think about it marinate with it um really give it some some in-depth like analysis having been with it for a while so what are y'all's like just like general impressions of the show being this removed from it and then we can go into a little more in-depth conversation uh general impression disappointing but i will say to start off book of boba fett thinking about that title and when that title was first released mm-hmm. doesn't that sort of imply we're getting a more anthology type series or something along the lines of okay book of boba fett maybe this is going to be you know points throughout his life that we're going to dissect so we have a mission from him that takes place in the original trilogy or you know something that could have just been a little bit more interesting than what they went for because i think another reason they could have done that and that might have been the better choice tamara morrison is getting on there with age but he's trying to portray someone who's 20 years his junior so maybe if they kept him as the voice of boba while having someone else in the suit might have been more believable for me and I thought yeah. that might be a hot take because if you have the chance to have him back in live action, why would you not use him? But I mean, the more I think about the show, the more I think that could have been awesome. It could have been. And uh, I actually hadn't thought about it like that. That's actually really cool. I have a different interpretation of the book of Boba Fett. Um, but uh, but I'll speak to your point first. I think that that's really cool. And I think that you could have the best of both worlds because they already played around with flashbacks, right? And so you could have him healing in the back to tank. And have him reminiscing not just on like how he escaped from the Sarlacc and all that stuff, but have him reminiscing on old missions, stuff like that, like you were saying. <laughs> have that kind of interspersed with current stuff so you can still have Tamora Morrison in the flesh being cool in real life, but actually have him be cool, you know, not like in the show. But uh, I, I, but I completely agree. I think that it was a, a missed opportunity to kind of flesh out Boba's lore a little bit more on screen. Because he has a lot of lore in comics and books and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think that that's a fantastic point. I haven't ever thought about it like that. Uh, Jack, what are your initial impressions? I have a couple of thoughts about that. Yeah. So uh, one, I think that they were really going for, oh, we're going to we're gonna really get to know Boba as like a character outside of his cool combat or whatever. Yeah. And I don't think that what they did really accomplished that and in a lot of ways it, it just destroyed boba's character for me yeah and I, I think that standalone missions like we were talking about over text like season one of mandalorian would have actually uh, it would have actually accomplished a lot more character development for boba yeah um 
And then uh, I actually just thought of this. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that he looked a little bit too old to be Boba. But uh, do y'all think that him being in the back to tank and healing and whatnot and getting so injured uh, was almost like meant to explain away why he looked so old? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think, so. I think that that's probably what they were going for. I mean, did it work? I guess that'd be a separate question. I don't think it worked, but <laughs> I, I think that's probably what they went for. I, I would, I would agree. I think that that's what, what it was. But I mean, it, that's believable to me. Like he got so injured, and he like looks older. I, I don't think that that's unbelievable. No, I agree, and I think that like between like if you take into account how like how much Obi Wan ages on Tatooine having been exposed to the suns and all that and obviously that's just an explanation for why he looks like Ewan McGregor and then 19 years later looks like Alec Guinness but they the explanation they gave is like there are two sons you age twice as fast yada 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 so if he was with the Tuscans for a few years just out in the sun with nothing but a hood and plus that plus the sarlacc you could kind of extrapolate that he would look, but I mean, that doesn't necessarily explain weight gain super well, but like as far as like physical appearance, but at the same time, I love tomorrow Morrison. That wasn't a huge, like that, that what that didn't detract too much from it for me. But uh, Jack, did you have something else you want to say? Yeah. It just makes me laugh because now are we getting to the point where if we have an old actor, just throw him on Tatooine because we have aging plot armor. Exactly. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. It's like, hey, just just let them spend a couple of years on tattooing. They'll look, they'll look the part eventually. Um, but my interpretation of the book of Boba Fett was, I was really hopeful that it would be like a hit list, where it's like people that have wronged him that mm. he's like checking off as he goes. So I would figure it would be people like Cad Bane, maybe, or like just other people that we haven't necessarily seen on on screen. Um, and I would, I was hoping that it would culminate. And him having like an altercation with Mace Windu. But because you know that they kind of started that storyline with him trying to get revenge in the Clone Wars. And I think that um, and I also it's just wishful thinking for me to have Windu back on screen just because I think he's a fantastic character. And I think that there's a very good chance that he could have survived the um, the fight with Sidious. But um, but yeah, what are y'all's thoughts on that? That's an interesting take. I I hadn't thought about that before, but now that you put it that way, would that not have given fans more of what they want from Boba Fett? Because I don't know about you, I wasn't really going into a Boba Fett show going, oh man, I really hope they give him a redemption arc. You know? Exactly. No. You don't, Boba Fett, he's like, he's just a hunter, you know? Mm-hmm. He's going to go yeah. out there and he's going to use his bounty hunting skills and he's going to travel around planets. And that's kind of just what I wanted to see. I just yeah. wanted to see just one bad dude going around the galaxy. Go, yeah. man, you know, the more more we talk about this. I know. It's just I a know. rabbit hole of disappointment. I know, man. Jack, so with that being said, do you uh, you think that they did too much with Boba's character? Like, essentially, they tried too hard to develop him into something? I don't think that they thought hard enough about it. I think that they just kind of had something in their minds, and they were like, okay... Let's try to make him like a nice guy. It's, it's almost like, yeah, I want cool. Boba to be like Mando is. Like Mando's awesome, or like how he was in the Mandalorian season two. Any of that? It's like he's a completely different character in his own show. He was really ruthless, really cool in 
Mando season two whenever he first comes in, and then he's just kind of like a nice guy, like ruling with respect. I mean, like he he mercs Bib Fortuna, just comes up and shoots him point blank. And he's like, oh no, but I want to re- rule with respect. I want to. I don't want to like. I don't want to make people afraid and stuff like that. It's like, well, I mean, you just came in and murdered the previous ruler without much remorse. So I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. But I I think that they didn't think about the fact that it would have been really interesting to see kind of a nuanced progression if that's what they were going for for like having Boba grow into this more respectful. Uh, kind of well-rounded individual that can actually rule and stuff. I think that it would have been a lot more interesting to see him kind of rule with fear as Jabba did for for a while and then be like, hey, this isn't really cool because you see him as a kid in like the Clone Wars and stuff. You see him, he's a kid who he cares about people. He doesn't really want to hurt people that haven't wronged him. And he's he's ruthless. He's like he's a very like cunning individual because he has all these really ruthless mentors and or Saint Cad Bane, um, even his father, who's probably the most respectful of those characters. But um, but I think it would have been a lot more interesting to see how his like him seeing how his actions affected other people and kind of pivoting because of that, but still following into those old patterns every once in a while, because, I mean, that's who he has been for so long. I think that would have been a much more interesting story than just having him be like dad bod Boba lounging around, letting the, <laughs> the Vespa people, the power Rangers just do everything for him. I think that that would have been a lot more interesting. So I agree. I, I have something directly related to that. So I, I Jonah, I was actually <laughs> hoping for the opposite. Uh, so you, you said you were hoping to see him start ruthless and then form into uh, what, what he was throughout yeah. the whole season. So for me, it makes sense to me that he has spent time with the Tus- the Tuscans and has become like a more respectful person. Yeah. And as I was going through the season, everybody was ob- obviously saying, oh, Boba is too soft, whatever. Mm-hmm. And throughout the whole season, I was like, okay, I get that, but I'm okay with it right now because I really think that at some point, either something's going to happen or whatever, and there's going to be a shift in his character and he's going to be back to like bad Boba. Mm-hmm. And I was just waiting on it and waiting on it, and it never happened. Yeah, Ooh. no, I agree, and I, I I wouldn't necessarily say that that's what I like. What I just said is what I hoped would happen because I was also hoping for that too, Jack. I that kept saying that on my podcast. I'm like, I think we're one week away from Boba just snapping and going insane on everybody, and it exactly. never happened. But um, but uh, I I was just saying like if they were going with that redemptive story arc, kind of like what Clayton was saying. I think that having it be gradual and have him really struggle with it and be like, I'm used to doing things a certain way. I need to like really be intentional about learning how to do this. I think that it would have been better to see that happen gradually and have him, like you said, like either start out trying to do that and then just fail at it or start out just bad at it and kind of get better while he's falling back into old habits of being really ruthless and stuff. But uh, Clayton, what do you... uh, Go, go for it. Sorry. This whoever whoever cool. wants to go. This is super short. I, I think the worst moment for Boba characterization in the, in the entire show is, I think this was the last episode where they were like holed up and, and whatever. And Boba's like, okay, we're going to go back to the palace. And the Power Ranger was like, oh no, like we're going to stay here. And there's a slight pause and Boba's just like, 
okay like we're yeah still- exactly <laughs> no it's so ridiculous it's like no put her in her place man he's like okay if you want to die then stay here i'm gonna take the fight away from the civilian population anyways it's yeah. well it's interesting what y'all are saying about you know boa's arc because i think the show and the writers must have been confused about what they wanted to do oh yeah because it's like do we want boa to be the nice guy do we want boba to be the killer and when that happens, it confuses the audience because we're sitting here talking about it. I'm like, I don't know what they were going for. You know, yeah. the show ends with sending his assassin out to kill the rival gang lords. Exactly. But like we just showed Boba becoming a nice guy, ruling with respect. I'm like, what? What do you guys want? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It just it. It, it just came off as. Just I mean, just that just confusing, conflicting story ideas. Uh, I think that. I really think that even though I would have rathered more traditional Boba Fett action, having him be a bounty hunter, the idea of him being, you know, the ruler of this criminal underworld for just a gang lord in general, I think that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a that's way that. that you could have done that that would have been engaging for the audience. You probably could have done something along the lines of have him travel to different planets trying to recruit different people into his new criminal organization. You don't have to have yeah. it just confined to Tatooine, which God, we can talk about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, hindsight's 2020 with the show. I'm sure the writers are probably thinking the same thing based on the fans reactions, but no, that's I agree. Just my two cents. The good news is it did perform well. So I'm assuming we haven't gotten official confirmation of a season two, but I'm assuming there will be one. And I hope that, well, the other weird thing is I completely agree that he he should have been out recruiting people to like kind of bolster his reputation and kind of help people take him a little more seriously. But they end on a note of like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. So it's like, OK, well, what have we been doing this entire time? Like, it's <laughs> like, like, what has this all been about then? It's like, uh, I don't even know. But I, I think it would have been awesome because he in the episode where it's like the last of the flashbacks whenever he finally meets up with Fennec on Tatooine um, and they like go and steal Slave One or the Fire Spray um, back. Uh, and um, he talks about how like he wants to essentially create an environment where bounty hunters can be well-respected and they won't be working for people that don't value their lives and stuff like that. I thought that that meant that he was literally going to start like essentially a new bounty hunters guild where he's at the top and he like takes on a bunch of bounty hunters, kind of like his old, he was going to have like a bounty hunter group, kind of like in the Clone Wars called the Crates Claw, have something like that um, and have him bring in like Bosk and Embo and Dengar and Mando and all these different characters and have them kind of working under him. That would have been super cool, in my opinion. But I don't And know. with that, we, we could have been introduced to a new character who exactly. maybe down the road has his own show, like a, a new cool bounty hunter. Yeah. And also yeah. We, we don't know a ton about say like Bosk or Dengar. Oh. Like it would be so cool to develop those characters. I agree. But another thing, Clayton, you mentioned how the assassin goes in at the end and kills uh, the rival gang member. So I, I thought that that should have been Boba doing oh, that. Yeah. And if he had gone in and like Boba has been cool, had been cool that whole final episode if he had gone in and just murked the rival gang members, that would have done a ton for me in saying like, okay, Boba's back. Yeah. Like that yeah. could have been that shift for me. 
exactly the same. The more I think about it, I think maybe just the idea that Bobo was the one that sent Fennec out there to do that might be enough for me. Mm. Uh, I think, like, let's say Boba did do that. Would that not just add to the confusion of just like, oh, my God, okay, we just had a scene of him, you know, bantering with the townspeople, you know, all of him and his uh, new crew just, I don't know, just having a good time out in the city, you know, (laughs) Boba Fett, like, tossing the fruit with them. Yeah. And then having him just go and just murk all these people. I don't don't know if that would have really worked very well. Uh, But, I mean, it would have been cool. You know, the way the way that it ends, yeah, it, it's like a sitcom where like yeah. it's like oh ha ha ha, <laughs> like oh Chrysanthemum, like it's like and then they just pan <laughs> up to the sky. It's like what is this? Yeah, no, it was it's ridiculous. It was weird. Um, I do have a thought, but I don't want to pivot just yet in case y'all have more things about this. Go for I it. I have one more thing. Oh, go. Uh, the, just the end of Boba gives me the same vibes as uh. Have, have y'all seen like that Mando uh, parody video at, where it's like at the end the guy's like, "Oh no, Baby Yoda drank all the milk." Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like, guess we have to go stop off on this new planet. It's like, yeah, no, it's awesome. But at the end of the day, I I I think the Boba's character arc is a lot like Tiger Woods. Like Tiger Woods has started off his golf career as like some ruthless killer and then now he's like joking like with all the other tour players and like this go happy go lucky guy like it's just like that i mean yeah and in both cases i just want to i I just need them to go back to being ruthless and we're not going to get it from either of them in my opinion to be fair with tiger i feel like it's a little more understandable than with with uh with boba i mean both of them have had near-death experiences recently but i mean it's like I don't know. I feel like Tiger's just like he's kind of over that hump. He's like, I, he's like he. I think he kind of understands. Like I'm not going to necessarily be competing at that level, so I might as well just have fun out here because he's still performing very well, especially yeah. all things considered. So, but I mean, Boba. I don't feel like there's we've been given much reason for why. Um, That's true. Tiger has way more character development. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. But Clayton, what, what did you want to say? Well. So, I mean, this is more of, like, an extension from Mandalorian Season 2, and it carried over to Book of Boba Fett. And I was slightly disappointed by that. Not slightly. I'm actually majorly disappointed for what it means for his character down the line. So, they introduce Luke Skywalker at the end of Mandalorian Season 2. Yes. He's coming in. He's got the hood on, so you don't know, you know, like, oh, did they recast him? Like, how do they do this? But you know it's Mm -hmm. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Takes off the hood, and... I mean, I'm sure it was the same for you guys when you watched that. You're just like, what? It's like, like Luke, it's Luke. Mm-hmm. The more you look at it, the more you think about it, you're like, eh, like, I don't, <laughs> you know, you're kind of left feeling a little like weird. You're like, that's like, I know that's Luke, but it, you know, it wasn't Luke. Yeah. And he just stood out with the CGI and then he comes on a book of Boba Fett looking better. You know, it's like they've improved mm-hmm. the CGI the voice still sounds a little weird, but it's like, okay, I guess I can get more behind this, but it's still not there, which kind of just begs the question, why are they trying so hard for CGI Luke? You know, they've had major characters in Star Wars, Han Solo, you know, you've had Obi-Wan, Lando, who've all been recasted for yeah, modern really well. movies, and it's like, we understand, right? Yeah. It's like, if you had a different character, or I'm sorry, actor come in and be luke 
you know, I think that you could trust that the audience would get that this is Luke. And I think it's they're not doing that because they want that ooh and ah factor of like, holy crap, like this is like the real Luke. But it's just it's off putting and it just seems like his role from here on out in live action shows, at least, is going to be limited because now they have to always figure out a way to do that and always try to improve it because it seems like every time that they've tried to do it new criticisms are leveled at it mm-hmm. and i'm just like guys just please just hire an actor yeah it's like i'm sure i'm sure there's someone that you could find that is close enough and looks to him sounds like him has his personality but that's yeah that's just sebastian, my... sebastian stan from marvel like yep. bucky barnes well i, I mean, have you also mark campbell's also said i mean yeah. i don't know if he's directly said it but i mean he's definitely uh he's mentioned it before it's like i know that he'd be on board for it so yeah and he's also like tweeted like oh yeah i guess you're my son now it's like because like you see like the little photoshop of them next to each other it's like they look really similar put a blonde wig on him mm-hmm. i mean he looks he looks like mark hamill he can, and he's and he, a good actor yeah he's a good actor i was gonna say even if he doesn't look you know he's not like a one-to-one to mark hamill that's you know as if any of the actors so far who have been recasted i mean yeah have no. been a one-to-one so i mean that's that's just something that kind of frustrates me a bit because I want Luke Skywalker to get play in shows like Ahsoka, you know, and I'm sure yeah. he will, but I, I just don't want these awkward, you know, we have to film them from different angles when he speaks because the CGI is not there. Yeah, no, I agree. Jack, what do you have to say about that? Okay, Clayton, I'm glad you said that because I think we're about to start getting into the banter we talked about because I totally disagree <laughs> completely. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I think that one with recasting Han Solo and Lando, that's totally different because they had their own standalone movie. And I, I feel like that those two actor, uh, those two actors are probably not going to show up in Star Wars again, personally. But like, but I think they recast them with the hopes that they would show up again. You know, I mean, there was rumors of contracts being signed for multiple movies. There's also a Lando show uh, that got announced a couple of years ago, which we haven't gotten. Oh, any I, I, yet, I did but... forget about that. Okay, yeah. well then, never, never mind. But still, <laughs> st- still I-, I have no problem with Luke being CGI, and I do understand. Okay, that kind of limits his character. But also, we've already gotten so much Luke develop. I mean, basically, like the original trilogy is all about Luke. Do y'all really need more Luke content with a different actor? Like, I, I, I don't know. I- I'm fine with him being CGI, and that wow factor was a huge thing for me. Like, oh my god, that's Luke. It felt real yeah. to me. I thought it was awesome. I have no problem with it. Yeah. Interesting. You could, you go, go for it, Clayton. Oh, no. I mean, that's kind of just it. I mean, if we're talking about, like, more content for Luke, I don't think we need more content. I just would like less awkward scenes with Luke. You know, I yeah. think his character deserves it. I think I that think you can have... Eh, well, they're a little clunky sometimes, especially with the dialogue. I think visually, he looks a lot better. Because, um, like, in the first one, he looks like it. He looks like an NPC in a video game, in my yeah. opinion. Like, the more you look at him, his top lip doesn't move when he talks. It's like, uh, this looks uncomfortable. But in the Very in robotic. Of, exactly. In the Book of Boba, I think that he's he's really well done. I think that they did a really good job. The The dialogue was what kind of hindered them a little bit. Because they're using, like, they're literally, like, using AI to create his voice, which is amazing. It's incredible. But, um, but it's a little, it doesn't quite hit right. And I think that that's fine in the role that he's filled so far in these shows where he's like kind of like like this wise teacher 
But if he gets like, I'm, I'm hoping that he would get his own show with like, well, not with Grogu anymore, but kind of that whole thing of like developing the new Jedi Order, kind of learning from Force Ghosts and stuff like that. If they were to do that, I'm hoping that they recast him and like if he's in like a bigger capacity. But if he stays in these kind of smaller roles like he has been in Mando and all that, I think it's fine to keep him as CGI. I could go either way, but I don't think it's like... I mean, there are all the ethical dilemmas of digitally rendering older actors and like repurposing them. At least Mark Hamill's still alive. But, um, but yeah, no, I, c- I could go either way on it. I think that y'all both make good points, but I think that it really depends on what capacity he returns in. Because I, I, I agree with, with you, Clayton. I don't need new Luke stuff, but like, I'd like new Luke stuff. Like, if they're willing to give it, like, that'd be awesome. I mean, I think with what they've introduced in the sequel trilogy, you know, that there's things you could do with Luke that'd be really interesting to see, whether that's live action or a new animated show like Clone Wars, you know, give us some backstory on his Jedi temple or, you know, anything along those lines. But can we talk about the AI voice? Because (laughs) that kind of comes off to me as like RIP voice actors, I guess. I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there who can do a good Mark Hamill, but, you know, if we'd rather use computers, that's go for it. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, the way I the way I think it works is that you're someone's still speaking those lines. They just input it into this software that recreates whoever's voice you have. Um, potentially. The way that I understood it was that they had like literally a database of everything that Mark Hamill said in all of the movies. And they it's mm-hmm. kind of like almost like a Siri recreation. Oh, oops. Uh, it's almost like a Siri recreation of words where it's like it just has all the correct sounds and syllables that they can kind of stitch together and create a sentence. Um, I just think so, that's weird. Yeah, and it could be it could be your way. I'm not entirely sure. But as far as whenever I've heard it talked about, that was my general understanding of it, mm-hmm. um, which is bizarre. And it's like it's it's kind of scary. It's like once this does get good, it's like, I mean. Well, it's scary for multiple reasons. I mean, ethical, moral <laughs> dilemmas aside, because yeah. if we just have a way to recreate anyone's voice who's ever spoken, you know, yeah. into a computer, you know, that's kind of scary to think about. But I don't know. I think that this just uh, they're trying so hard. They're doing everything they can not to cast an actor in that role. And it's just it's, come on. And hopefully that's what we want. Them- yeah, hopefully that's just them taking their time and like really trying to find the right guy. But maybe I mean that'd be cool. Who knows, Jack? I I've yeah. Been, okay, been so uh, I uh, if the if the sequel trilogies would have been great movies, I would be more interested in seeing a Luke show where we like get to learn about his Jedi Temple or whatever. But at this yeah. point, I I don't know. I don't I don't really care to see that too much. Like I, I don't, I don't need to learn about Kylo Ren's backstory anymore, especially now that Grogu has gone with Mando. Yeah. Like maybe if he had stayed with Luke and he's going to be a part of the Jedi Temple, that would have piqued my interest a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think we're going to agree on this. I, I'm, I'm ready for new things. I don't, I don't need to learn about Luke's Jedi Temple. I mean, I, Sorry. I agree with the new things. Uh, I, I think that if we can just get away from this timeline. Timeline meaning from episode one to episode nine, you know, just get away from all the characters that we know and you can either pivot just way in the past old Republic or I mean, if you want to go way in the future, just give us new storylines. I would completely agree with that. But I mean, to your point of after what you've seen in the sequel trilogy, you know, do you want to see more of these characters? 
But I would argue, hasn't that been Star Wars for a long time now? Because when the prequels came out and people didn't like those movies, they'd probably say the same thing about a Clone Wars show. But yeah. then the Clone Wars show comes out and it fleshes out all these backstories. And then people are like, oh, crap, I want I want more of that. So I completely agree. do you think that there could be something similar for the sequel trilogy? That's a really good point, but it's a little bit different for me because I I like the prequels as standalone movies, and I did before I saw the Clone Wars. Yeah, and so I don't know. I mean, maybe, and I think that's a really good point. the The issue with the sequels and kind of like trying to flesh them out more is that they are like narratively awful movies like it, it like if you take the prequels they have like bad writing but the story itself is is solid like it makes sense it flows well there was a plan and what the clone wars does really well is it adds a lot of depth and context to a big gap in time where there's a lot of great character development you get to see all these cool little stories that adds a lot of depth to like anakin's turn to the dark side and his relationship with obi-wan the relationship between jedi and clones all that sort of stuff really well with the sequels first of all it all takes place within a year of itself so there's not too much that you can do internally as far as like leading up to it i think that you could add some context where it's like okay this makes more sense why luke is acting this way um but for the most part i think that the story is so disjointed and poorly thrown together that it would take a lot of really good and i think that they've been trying to like kind of backpedal and provide context and it's just been making it worse um for for a while now so i'm not entirely sure but i do think it's a little different to that point i do agree that having some context around luke specifically would help me appreciate at least his character and maybe the last jedi a little bit more yeah i mean, I, I mean i'm sorry you got it jack I think I think one area where we really need context and I could use a show is what if we got a Rose show? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. The Tico sisters. I'm joking. <laughs> well, I will say this though. I mean, even though that's what Star Wars has been doing, where it's like you have these shows, whatever, to flesh out the story fully. It's and this is part of the reason I really didn't like Episode Nine. It seemed like that's exactly what they knew that they could do. So they just threw anything at the audience. They're like, oh, Palpatine's back. It's like, how do we explain it? Like, don't worry, we have a show down the line. They'll they'll handle that. And it's yeah. like 10,000 Star Destroyers. Like, how did y'all make that? Like, don't worry, dude, there's a show in there that can tell yeah, the audience exactly. everything. Yeah. And it's, it's no. just like, it's a, it's a crutch for the writers that it came off as really lazy. So, you know, I'd, I'd really like them to try not to do that. But no, I agree. Yeah, it, Keep it contained. Don't when it, you yeah. have a property as big as Star Wars and you see an opportunity to throw out a spinoff show why not take it i guess but that's i mean I, I would like them to to stray away from any of these stories or any of these shows that are literally only meant to just be support for the movies you know that's why i'm really excited for when i looked at the lineup for the new shows they have that acolyte show which mm-hmm. i believe that's the high republic show of uh yeah. sith and training i'm like that's awesome cool like Very that's cool. You know, it's going to be its own thing. It's going to be what people want, new characters. You know, more of that, please. Yes. So. Most shows definitely. shows should, uh, should add to Star Wars lore. Their purpose is not to support, like, they should not be required to understand the movies. Right. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, completely agree. 
And that being said, unless y'all have something else y'all want to touch on with that, I want to pivot to speaking of like not understanding something because you haven't watched something. How stupid, in my opinion, it is that they wrapped up the Mandalorian storyline with Grogu within the book of Boba Fett. Oh, uh-uh. I don't like it. No, you know what? Too. I'm surprised we didn't get to that because when me and Jack spoke after that episode, that might have been just our biggest grievance with that episode. I mean, oh, yeah. seriously, it's like that was – we go back to Mandalorian season two, the ending of that show, and not just the show, but that season – and how emotional that was yeah. to watch Mandalorian have to give up Grogu, you know, to Luke because he knows it's the right thing to do. It's It's been his mission for two seasons now. And we followed him on this emotional journey. And you're like, wow, like he took off his helmet to say goodbye. Yeah. And, you know, he he's grown as a character. And we're like, wow, I'm really excited to see where this takes Mando's character. Because it's not that I never thought that they would reunite. I always thought that that'd be like a natural you know, ending maybe to the show in general, but yeah, really to, to take such an emotional plot point and just wrap it up, tie it in a neat little bow really fast in another show. That's not Mandalorians, which I, I guess you could argue it partly is show since they had two of his episodes in there. But <laughs> no, exactly. I, no, I doesn't sit right with me. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. Jack. And on top of that, I, I have uh, a few buddies who love Mandalorian, but didn't watch book of boba because they're exactly. not like star wars guys yeah. and i'm just like buddy how confused are you gonna be when you start <laughs> <Mandalorian> three? <laughs> but, that's, but that's what they want you know it's yeah. i mean it's similar to what marvel's doing nowadays and it, i think it works for marvel but you know maybe it doesn't work for star wars too where it's like cool if i have to watch a show in marvel to understand the movie you know that's fine for me as a fan and it, as star wars fans that's gonna be fine for us i guess because we're gonna watch everything but yeah, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because as soon as you start thinking about the general audience, you're like, hmm, you know, yeah. you know, Disney's going for that, like, increased viewership of these shows because they want to have to be like, ooh, you don't know how Grogu got back with Mandalorian. Guess you have to watch our other show. Exactly. Guess you have to watch Boba Fett, resubscribe. Exactly. And it's like, man, because I've been telling people, I'm like, okay, guys, I know that you don't really want to watch Boba because like you're not like, because once again, it's got big Mando fans. Not big, but the good thing is, those two episodes within the Book of Boba are so far removed from the actual Boba story that you can really watch them by themselves, and it doesn't matter too much. Like it's like they—they they no, make I would sense argue it doesn't matter own. at all. You yeah, just watch those. the The end of the uh, the end of the second one, wherever he goes with Luke and stuff, is maybe a little confusing. Whenever he goes to Mos Pelgo, and then Cad Bane shows up and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, man, I mean, you can watch episodes five and six of Boba and it's not going to matter whether or not you watch the rest of Boba if you don't want to. Um, but just to get that context, I think it's necessary. Well, I guess you also need to watch eight and that or nine, eight, seven, seven. I don't remember with the last episode. Just, just show them the scene um, where Grogu gets back with Mando. Exactly. And that's, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. But, I'm, um, I'm sure somebody on YouTube is going to make like a consolidated book of Boba clip where it's like, this is what you need to watch to, to start season three of Mando. Exactly. But it's so ridiculous. And they're going to have a previously on, but it's like, how confusing would that be? If it's like, Oh, like you said, that was an amazing, amazing moment. Whenever it was so powerful with, yeah, Mando's goodbye to Grogu. It's like, you couldn't have left that a little ambiguous. Like you didn't even need to wrap it up in Boba Fett. Like you set it up with him, like having to choose between the lightsaber and the armor 
you didn't have to wrap that up. You could have left that as the last thing that we see of Grogu and then just have Boba's story wrap up and you have Mando go off into the galaxy and we don't really know what happens. And then you have that set up for Mando season three. But instead you chose to just have throw them back in and then they're together. Well, it's, I mean, now you go back and rewatch the end of Mandalorian season two and I'm like, I don't feel any emotions. I know you two are just going to be reunited. You know, exactly. then it, like, I, I would have to assume, yeah, not that much time has passed. And it, they so the first episode with Mandalorian and Boba Fett, where they had it started out, first off, they had Mandalorian doing what I would love Boba Fett to do, chasing bounties. So I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. But it was interesting <laughs> to be like, okay, so this is what he's doing now that Grogu's gone. Yeah. He's reverted back to just chasing bounties. And I would have liked to see more of that in Mandalorian to see him yeah. almost like revert as a character, reverse as a character, or however you're supposed to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of take some backward steps and be like, no, he needs someone like Grogu to point him in the right direction. Yeah. But of course, definitely. I, I, that's what they went for, I guess. But they just did it in two episodes. So that's exactly. Cool. And those and episodes now, would have been great as the first two episodes of Mando. But anyways, Jack. Yeah. Well, and then now it's it's been wrapped up so fast that uh, I, I don't I don't feel any like internal turmoil with Grogu. Like, it didn't seem yeah. like much of a choice. Like, I, I wanted to see him, like, wrestle with, oh, am I going to be a Jedi or am I going to go back to Mando? Yeah. I feel like he, I, I was not surprised at all when he chose, when he chose Mando because I, I felt like he never even really considered being a Jedi. He was like, yeah. for, it was like a little kid being forced to play, like, baseball when he doesn't want to. Like Exactly. No, that's a great point. No, I completely agree. And yeah, no, th- I think that that would have been great. Like, even if they spent, like, two or three episodes in Mando season three of Mando on his own and Grogu trying to figure out like he has the shirt and the the lightsaber that he's he's juggling between but he's still with Luke and we still get that perspective that would have been really really cool um but yeah no they just were like oh we need baby Yoda merch so let's throw him in so we can have him in the promotional material so it's like mm. and then where do you I sorry, sorry. Can I, I, can I do one quick thing, and then yeah, uh, no, oh, now, now, now with Star Wars, everything has to be so in your face that oh, Baby Yoda is not only choosing between Mando and being a Jedi, but like he literally has two tangible objects that like he has to pick between. Exactly. That's yeah, so no. <laughs> no, I completely agree, Clayton. What were you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say now that you know, let's let's think long term. Where are you gonna Where are you gonna take Grogu now? You know, mm. I I guess it's like. If he's not front and center, you're not going to get that sweet, sweet Baby Yoda merch. But, you know, I mean, it just seemed like they sacrificed story for... Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, they, they sacrificed story for merchandise sale because they want Baby Yoda front and center. Because it's like, if we have him absent for too much of the season, little kids are going to forget about him. They're not going to buy his toys. Yeah. For the normies, I mean, yeah, that's... That's a great call, but for real fans, it's like or not real fans. Any like I don't want to gatekeep Star Wars fandom, but it's like for established fans, it's like man, you could have done so much more with that, and you could still have them in the promotional stuff if if it's like a split storyline, like I said, mm-hmm. like with part of it with Luke, part of it with Mando. So I don't know, it's a missed opportunity. But um, do y'all have any final thoughts, or are y'all ready to pivot a little bit? I have one more final thought. Uh, Clayton, you brought this up. Like, where do you go with Grogu now? Genuinely, where do you go? Is he going to be Mando's sidekick now? Like, he wasn't in seasons one and two because that's kind of lame. Yeah, now we just that... reverted back to Grogu kind of just being there. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, it seems like now he's just going to be Mandalorian's backpack, you know, for a good while. And also, it's the way they've set up Grogu with Yoda species. I mean, it seems like the time frame that Mandalorian's whole show is going to take in, take place in, isn't going to be enough time for Grogu to turn into someone who can even function as his own character. I mean, he still can't even speak yet. So it's like, yeah, yeah you're right. Like, what are they going to do with them? And it maybe Yoda or uh, Disney is setting him up to be the next Yoda. Fine, uh, you know that'd be cool. But you just took him away from the one person that would teach him. I guess maybe now they'll reintroduce him with Ray and some further or some property further down the line but it's just uh maybe they have a plan that we're just not fully grasping just yet but you know they would really have to prove me wrong that this wasn't just for merchandise sales yeah no that is actually that's one thing that i forgot to mention was i think that one of their best moves that they could do for the movies or at least like furthering the timeline is like have like a couple hundred year jump Mm-hmm. and have grogu be the main character like a teenage quote-unquote grogu or like a young adult grogu who's like 250 years old yeah that'd be um, awesome and like have like have it completely removed from the skywalker saga have like references and stuff because he knows those people but like have him just doing his own thing that would be really cool but um but yeah no i don't know it does feel like they kind of dropped the ball. And now if they like send him back to Luke, that's weird. Cause it's like, they like, can't. You, like, yeah, the, you can't at that point. So I, I don't know. Well, cause it's, it would just be a back and forth. That's just annoying for the audience. It's like, Oh no, change my mind. I really want to be a Jedi. Exactly. It's just an emotional, like, yeah, no, that's like, hey, yeah. The, be- the marketing team has proved that actually I would sell better merchandise if I had a lightsaber. So I'm exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it's like test, test audiences have shown that. No, it's ridiculous. But, uh, but okay. Final thoughts. Or are we good to just give like, we're, we're running a little over on time. Uh, cause I got a couple other things that I want to get to, but I want to at least touch on Kenobi because we're the, when this episode's releasing, we will be exactly one week from the Kenobi uh, date. So what are y'all's like, let's try to keep this a little short, but like hopes, thoughts, excitement, whatever. Jack, Mm. we can start with you or Clayton, whoever wants to start. Uh, Go for it, Clayton. Uh, Well, I mean, I I would start with a question of, they've already said they're going to do this. Have Obi-Wan, if we're talking about hopes, I hope this happens, but have Obi-Wan face Vader. And I'm hoping that there is an actual real life interaction between the two of them, not just something that happens in their minds. Uh, but I have heard, I, that's why I want to hear y'all talk about this. Cause I have heard the criticism of, well, it seems like their conversation in episode four implies that they haven't seen each other since Mustafar. But I would also argue that nothing they say really actually hints at that. So I agree. No, I, it's, it, it's left pretty ambiguous. So I think that it, it is safe for them to fight in person um i think that they need, really need to do it correctly because i think that that needs to feed into the emotionality of that fight in episode four well enough to keep like kind of preserve that that moment but um but i i don't think that there's any issue i would like to see that too i think that would be sick what about you jack yeah that would be awesome but yeah like you said it, it cannot take away from their fight in episode four yeah like if, if it's I don't know. And, and I think it needs to be a really brief interaction or brief fight to not take yeah. away from that. I don't know. 
but uh, literally for the Kenobi show, I don't have a ton of speculation or things to say because I've I've just seen the trailer. Yeah, that just came out, and I, I've watched it like once. And so I, I haven't done a lot of research of like, oh, the YouTube videos where it's like, oh, like, what is this in the trailer? Like the breakdowns. I want to yeah, go in yeah. fresh. And so I, I've tried to avoid that. I respect that. I think that's a good call. Um, I I agree. And I'm going to be having. So once again, we're, we're recording this a, a week out, but like I'm going to have an episode, the episode after this. So uh, the Monday before. So that's going to be the 23rd. Um. I'm going to have an episode about like what to know, like the characters to know all that stuff going into Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I'm going to have a little bit of speculation then, but I mean, overall, I just hope they do him justice. Cause I'm a little skeptical after book of Boba. I hope that they don't like shift him too much, but at the same time, I, I trust the people that are, that are in charge. Deborah Chow, I know is a really reputable director. I think that Filoni's been involved enough that I'm comfortable with where they're going to have Obi-Wan's character. I just, I hope they don't try to do too much and cram too many extra characters into it. I hope that it's a Kenobi show. We don't get too much that draws focus from that. And I'm really excited. I, I'm just pumped. This has been something that I've been looking forward to for a while. So, um, so yeah. Me too. I'm pumped. I'm super hopeful. I don't think they're they're going to mess this up. I really don't. They better not. I mean, I would hope not. I know that the first draft of the script, maybe it wasn't the first draft, but I know that whatever the original script was, was turned away mm-hmm. because I think it was Favreau and Filoni were like, no, go go bigger with it. I think that if we're having an one show, then maybe we should make this like the show for the fans. Yes. So I, I don't even think the idea of him fighting Vader was in that original idea. So I, I think that they've taken their time with this because we've all heard the rumors for years now. Mm-hmm. And so they could have made this show before, but it seems to me as if it's not something they've wanted to rush. Yeah. So that's giving me high hopes. But yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing about that first draft that I've heard, and it's all speculation and like word of mouth, but the concept was essentially someone looking for Obi-Wan. Like Obi-Wan mm-hmm. was barely going to be in the show. But it was going to be like someone searching for him, kind of like it was going to be like, I think someone hunting for him and someone looking for him. Like, I think it was going to be, I think Darth Maul actually um, hunting for Obi-Wan and then like some other character, like a Jedi survivor searching for Obi-Wan, trying to like find him. And he wasn't going to come into play until like the last episode. And that's when they were like, nah, like you, you can't do that, especially if you got Ewan McGregor coming back. So I'm glad that they pivoted away from that if that was what they were going to go for. Um but yeah, y'all ready to dive into Rank of Master? Yeah, I'm ready. Alrighty, let's dive into the Rank of Master then. You're on this council, but we do not grant you the Rank of Master. Alrighty, so if you're new to this podcast, essentially every time I have a guest on, uh, I give them a quick three-question quiz. Uh, they get increasingly harder the more that you take them uh, because each time you pass a quiz, you go up in rank. You start as Youngling, then you move to Padawan, then Knight, and then Master. Um, and so we have two different ranks here today. So Clayton, you've never been on the pod before. Um, so you're a youngling. You're going to be trying to go up to Padawan. Jack, you've already gotten to Padawan. You're going to be trying to go up to Knight. Uh, I will encourage both of y'all to, if you don't know the answer to any of these questions, to kind of talk your way through your answer, give a little bit of context around stuff that you know is kind of close to this, uh, 
they answer in Star Wars and stuff like that. Just give me a general idea of of your Star Wars knowledge, because I know that not everybody has the same sort of Star Wars uh, experience, Star Wars knowledge, and I want to cater to that. Uh, so Clayton, I'm going to do your quiz first. You're going to have the easiest level of quiz. I have one question from each trilogy just to kind of accommodate for um, different uh, different people that have watched different movies. And uh, it shouldn't be too hard. I, I think that you'll be you'll be just fine. Um, so, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So, question number one: Who is Han Solo's Wookiee co-pilot? Chewbacca, also yes, known sir. as Chewie. Yes, sir. Correct. A fun fact: That's my dog's name. It's Chewie, <laughs> short for Chewbacca. Um, question number two: What important news does Padme tell Anakin? when they're reunited after the Battle of Coruscant in Revenge of the Sith. That she is pregnant. That is correct. You're two for two going into question number three. And question number three is FN2187, also known as Finn, was a stormtrooper deserter. What was the name of the authoritarian regime from which he defected? It was called the First Order. That is correct. You went three for three. And... um. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that that's pretty decisive. And I think that you have definitely earned the rank of Padawan. So how do you feel? I feel awesome. I feel very, very... Uh... I just completely... I'm sorry. I just completely <laughs> had a word for it right there. You're good. I feel You're awesome. Good. good feeling. Excellent. Excellent, dude. Glad to hear it. Yeah, love to have you uh, up a rank. That's super fun. Uh, Jack, you ready for your quiz? Ready. All right, you're going from Padawan to Knight. Question number one. What color of armor decals does the 212th Attack Battalion sport under the command of Obi-Wan Kenobi in Revenge of the Sith? Orange. That is correct. One for one going into question number two, which is what is another name for the sand people of Tatooine? The Tusken Raiders. Correct. Two for two. Uh, Going into your final question and this question is how does han solo acquire the millennium falcon uh through a bet with lando correct yes uh and that game is called do you know what the name of the game you already got the question right do either Um, of you i'll leave this open to oh can i buzz in yeah yeah sabak it is sabak correct Uh, see i i I was i was thinking i was like oh it sounds something like baccarat i think yeah (laughs) you're right Wait, so do y'all know anything about the Old Republic games? Because there was a card game in there called Puzzok. And I can't tell if that's supposed to be Sabak, but if I don't know if it is, I kind of wish they would just have left it as Puzzok because then that sort of continuity would be a little bit more. Oh, that'd be that'd be cooler to me. I think Sabak already existed before that movie. Um, Okay. So I'm not entirely sure, and I'm not super familiar with the Old Republic games, but um but I'm sure that that's like maybe an offshoot of, of it. I don't know. Maybe they're made by the the same company. I would love them for them to make a sabot like an actual sabot game that you can buy though. I think that'd be super fun. You can just like make up your own rules for it. Or actually, I think rules exist online. You can look them up. But um, but yeah. Anyways, Jack, you went three for three, super strong, and I think that you definitely decisively uh, made it to the rank of knight. So how do you feel? I feel great, and uh, I'm also just wondering. Have you had people on that have achieved all the ranks? 
Yeah. My my brother Jeb is the only one who has gotten to the rank of master. Um, and so that's something that I didn't mention is that once you're the rank of master, uh, I'm currently hold the rank of grandmaster. I took my own special quiz uh, back in episode 18 of this podcast uh, where my brother Jeb and my buddy Scott and I, uh, they gave me what they the hardest questions that they could find. Um, and so whenever you get to the rank of master, you have the option to challenge me for the rank of grandmaster. And if you do, then <laughs> uh, if you if you succeed, I'm not entirely sure what happens, but... I, I would just take like, over the podcast. <laughs> I guess so. Like, congratulations! Here are the keys to the castle. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, no. And I would encourage y'all if y'all are interested in seeing me face off with someone, uh, make sure you stay tuned for episode 100 because we're we're coming up on it quick, and who knows something something like that might happen. Um, but anyways, do y'all have any final thoughts before I move into the more? I don't think so. Good, good, good. All righty. Well, this yeah, oh, good. Go for it, Clayton. No, I was gonna say I'm good. Okay, cool. Uh, well, this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave y'all with just a little bit more. more! All righty. So today I got for y'all that uh, Zam Wessel used a KYD two one blaster pistol in Attack of the Clones. So a little bit of useless Star Wars knowledge there. And uh, that's about all that I have. Uh, Clayton, Jack, I really appreciate y'all coming on. This is an awesome conversation and uh, had a lot of fun with y'all. Yeah, that was a good time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, and thank hope- you a lot. Of course. And yeah, hopefully I can have y'all on in the future because, uh, yeah, I know this was some of the best, like just back and forth, just fluid conversation that I've had with people about this stuff. So, so I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, if y'all don't already follow me on Instagram, then you can go ahead and find me at Twin Sun Talks. We've been posting a lot of reels recently, which has been super fun. Uh, so go ahead and check those out. Go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube, Twin Sun Talks Podcast. Follow us on any streaming platforms, wherever you get your podcast, Twin Sun Talks. And yeah, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, friends.